Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Backshed Bible Study. It's Monday, April 3rd, 2023. It's the Passion Week. It is the week leading up to Easter. This is the ultimate thing that we uh, celebrate as followers of Christ, and I'm excited to have you here today. Welcome to the Backshed. Um, as you see here this morning, I am in my office, and so I wanted you to see the uh, kind of beautiful day going on out uh, outside here. Hello, Donna Dews, welcome. You are my first person to pipe in this morning. Good to uh, good to see you uh, joining in with me here. Uh, it is. Uh, this is this is my favorite. Easter is my absolute favorite. Um, thing of the year when it comes to uh, to what we celebrate as followers of Christ. And I, I can't even tell you, Christmas is cool. Christmas is very cool. Christmas feels good. You know, it's the holy night. It's uh, things are cold outside and we warm up by the fire and we talk about Jesus coming to this earth. But uh, when it comes down to it, uh, our entire faith and and what we follow um, as Christians really hinges on the resurrection of Jesus. If the resurrection if the resurrection didn't happen, none of it really matters. And uh, and it did. It did happen, and the evidence is overwhelming. And uh, because of all of that, uh, we have salvation in Jesus Christ. So that's why I get excited about. Uh, Easter and and all the implications of it. Today um, is uh, we're going to jump into Easter. I'm going to take a week off of Acts and what we have been uh, talking about in the Book of Acts, and we're going to go and talk a little bit about Easter this week. And I want to talk about the Holy Week and why it matters that we celebrate the Holy Week or the Passion Week. And for me, this goes way back to when I was in college and I had a New Testament professor, Dr. Mike Wilkins, who was part of the Jesus Movement, if you want to kind of uh, get a little more uh, interesting uh, perspective there. But uh, I remember Dr. Wilkins in our New Testament class um, talking about the importance of setting aside the Passion Week. And and what he taught us to do as, I think I was a sophomore in college, was to set aside every single day of the week and focus in that day at some point on what happened during that day of the last week of Christ's time on this earth. And that has always been monumental to me. Um, it, It has stood out as something that is important to celebrate. I can't say that I've done it every year. Uh, but especially in recent years, I've started to do it. Even the last few years here in Backshed, um, I, I've done it. So in honor of the Passion Week, here we go. We're going to jump in on uh, Monday through Friday in the last week of Jesus's time on this earth. And if you have a uh, Bible, you can follow along with your Bible too. Um, and uh, I'm noticing my my other screen is way over here this morning. And uh, and I'm seeing here, Jonathan, you're on here. Sharon, you're on here. And Sharon, where you are, it's afternoon, which is how, how about that? Um, Bill is here. Barb here. Rick here. I love it. And all of you qualify for the drawing for, there it is, 
That is the beautiful Sunrise Community Church Yeti mug. You can see that. There's the uh, the little that top. And you know what most people don't know is when they get a Yeti, you even get a free, you know, included with the Yeti sticker. So that's all in there if, uh, if you choose to uh, make comments. Along the way, we're going to have a drawing for the Yeti. And those of you that live out of town, out of state, we will mail it if you win. Okay, there you go. So that's there. Um, you ready to jump in? We're going into Monday. So I uh, think we're coming off of Sunday, Palm Sunday, when Jesus had what we call the triumphal entry uh, into Jerusalem. And he came down from the Mount of Olives. Uh, they were waving the palm branches. And I, and I love how in church yesterday, Jathan talked about the significance of that moment. And, and a lot of times when we look back to Palm Sunday, we think about that it was significant because you know, they were uh, welcoming the Messiah into Jerusalem. Well, it was significant for so many people because they thought Jesus was entering as a political king. And that is why many crowds would have come, uh, not really completely understanding that he was going to be in just days a suffering Messiah, uh, but they thought they were going to see a political king uh, stepping in and ruling. And so many, as they welcomed him down on Palm Sunday, um, thought that's what, what they were uh, celebrating as they were waving those palm branches. Uh, but the significance is not lost on the fact that they truly were welcoming the king of all kings. So that's that's where we know the big picture of the story. Um, next though, um, and so, so Palm Sunday happened, the triumphal entry happens and we get to Monday and in Monday. And, and by the way, um, for those of you that watch along on YouTube or listen along on the podcast version, I'm going to have all of these notes laid out today and I will try to get them onto the Facebook side, but that's a little more challenging. Um, but we're going to uh, to focus quickly on each of the days, and we're going to start with Monday. Monday has uh, Jesus going into the temple. This is in Matthew chapter twenty one, and um, and so you can you can write that down if you want. Um, but in in Matthew twenty one, it says Jesus entered the temple courts and he drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. So what stands out there and, and that people often look at is Jesus in this moment is exercising his authority over the temple. Um, he is, um, you know, he's come back from Bethany, um, and, uh, all kinds of things are happening, but he confronts those who are making profits in the temple courts. And, um, it is, it is one of those moments where he didn't, sometimes people think this was just this kind of, oh, I don't know, godly temper tantrum or something. Uh, and I don't know quite how to, to express it, but in reality, Jesus was showing who was in charge. 
and uh, and he was also showing some godly, very much godly anger over what was happening there. And I think just briefly, it's something worth paying attention to, even in modern day, um, where there is profiteering, I guess you could say, that happens uh, within the, the the temple or the courts. Uh, we have to be cautious as as followers of Christ uh, not to let money and profits and all of those things get in the way of the Word of God, and uh, um, and to set Christ above all as authority. And you know, some of the things that they were selling there were were things that would be used. Most of the things that were they were selling there were things that would be used in the temple for for worship. So. Kind of fascinating there. That's Monday. That's one of the highlights. There, there are many other things that happened on that day, uh, but that is one. Tuesday, we're going to jump in, and we're going to call Tuesday Traps and Teaching. Traps and Teaching. It's from Mark chapter eleven, and uh, and and this is a uh, places, multiple places here in Mark chapter eleven where the. Uh, Teachers of the law, the Pharisees and teachers of the law, were trying to catch him uh, in a trap. They were trying to find something that they could use to accuse him of of blasphemy, ultimately, is what they were looking for. You know, they were always trying to get him when he'd heal on the Sabbath and so on. Um, And so the priests had set four different traps for Jesus. They questioned his authority. Um, they asked him questions. He taught them parables. He taught them uh, the parable of the two sons, the parable of the tenants, the parable of the wedding banquet. Those all things um, that were there, again, to, to question his authority, to question uh, his allegiance, and um, to uh, attempt to ridicule uh, Jesus's belief in the resurrection, which, you know, obviously the Sadducees uh, along the way there did not believe in the resurrection. Um, but out of this, uh, Jesus uh, makes a very real uh, commandment that the greatest command is love. And um, Jesus, as the as a kind of the thing I'm reading along here, says says this is the real historical Jesus. He's fully in control as he responds with grace and truth to traps on all sides. He knows what he is doing, and he knows what is coming. So check out Mark chapter eleven. Um, here's a a quote out of Mark 11, uh, verses 22 through 26. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea and does not count in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. So again, um, not just that they were um, trying to catch him in traps, but he was he was teaching along the way. All right, we're going to hit Wednesday here really quick. Wednesday is um, this, it, it's a decently quiet day uh, in the Gospels. Hey, look at that, people walking by behind me, that's fun. Um, it's, a, it's a decently quiet day. But one of the things that stands out to me is maybe one of the more significant things that happens in um, in the story of Jesus um, and his time on this earth is it happens at Bethany. 
And this is, uh, we can find this in Matthew chapter 26, if, uh, if you follow along here. And I'm going to move over here. I have, if you can see what how I have going on here right now, it's about three different screens with all this information. So, um, but this is, this happens at the home of Simon the leper. Okay. So, so listen along here. It says, this is Matthew chapter 26, verse six. And again, we are on Wednesday. While Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar, a very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. And when the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a higher price than the money given to the poor. Um, and, I, and I believe uh, history tells us Judas was the one who was uh, saying that. Um, aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. And when she poured this fume, perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And so this is a, a significant moment that is taking place where Jesus even says it himself that he is being prepared for burial. And um, uh, I, I believe this is uh, Mary that is doing this, um, as in Mary and Martha. I'm not 100% sure because I, I don't have everything laid out here today. Um, but a, a beautiful moment as Jesus is prepared for burial on an otherwise a uh, fairly quiet day in that last week, maybe a Sabbath kind of day uh, for Jesus. All right, we move on and uh, and we get ourselves to Thursday, which is uh, maybe the most significant day outside of the actual crucifixion happening, uh, but Thursday being uh, one of the most significant days in that week uh, in that you have everything that happens in the upper room. And, and it really kind of, everything kicks in in the afternoon and evening on that Thursday. We call it Maundy Thursday. You can look that up for more information about what that means. But um, but you have, uh, the first thing I want to touch on on Thursday is what happens there in the upper room. And, um, you know, here you are in this place. We're going to be in um, Matthew 26. Um, starting about verse 17. And, and this is that point where Jesus takes his disciples, they go into the upper room, they celebrate the Passover, so to speak. Um, Jesus washed their feet. There's uh, um, the passing of the bread, the passing of the wine. You have, um, in essence, the the first communion of believers that Jesus then tells us to go on and, and to celebrate until he returns. Um, and uh, uh, there, there's a lot to that. So that happens after they finish that, they sing a hymn, they head over to the Mount of Olives. Now, that's important to know that the Mount of Olives on the other side of the Kidron Valley, not far from Jerusalem. And, you know, we're talking minutes walk from where they are in Jerusalem, like maybe 15 minutes or something. And um, um, 
and, and then you get into the Garden of Gethsemane. Okay, and, and the Garden of Gethsemane is going to transition us through that evening and night into, uh, into Friday. But at Gethsemane, you have that moment that uh, Jesus is sweating blood. I Cord Jacobson, our, our high school pastor, our, our youth pastor, uh, taught this yesterday over in high school group about uh, what that moment must have been like as Jesus was sweating blood, as he was praying, and as his disciples, who he told to, to keep watch, were falling asleep over there. And then obviously, from that moment on, you have that time of uh, um, Jesus being uh, betrayed into uh, their hands, Peter cutting off an ear, you have Jesus being arrested and taken uh, over, and this is on uh, early on Thursday morning or Friday morning, where he is uh, going to appear before the Sanhedrin. Um, uh, you're going to have that moment where Peter is is sitting outside in the court, and uh, they accuse him of being with Jesus, and he says that he never knew him, doesn't know anything about that. The rooster crows. Uh, Peter goes out and weeps bitterly. These kinds of things are happening there. Um, Judas hangs himself early in the morning, Friday morning. Um, they bring Jesus before Pilate. And, uh, and then obviously we know the, the story from the uh, soldiers mocking Jesus to uh, Simon of Cyrene who carries his cross and um, and ultimately the crucifixion and the death of Jesus that happened on that Friday afternoon. And um, and that leads us, you know, takes us through and uh, uh, here at sunrise on uh, Friday evening around seven o'clock, we're going to be celebrating our Good Friday service uh, where we remember just that that awful Friday afternoon when Jesus was on the cross and the despair, the hopelessness that so many of his disciples had to be feeling at that time. And yet, um, little did they know what Sunday was going to have for them. Uh, I hope today this has just uh, kind of gently whetted your appetite for a, uh, a deeper dive every day of this week into the Holy Week. I'm going to reference a, an article that is just super easy. It's on the internet. Um, and uh, it's at crosswalk.com, and it is called What is Holy Week? So I will put that in the notes. I'm going to add that as well as some of the notes I had for this morning uh, so that you can reference that. And it's a good place to start, although there are some other great resources if you dig a little deeper um, where you can get all the details of what happened in the Holy Week. And last year, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, I actually did daily Backsheds during the Holy Week of each of all the things that happen in each of those days. So that's a reference. Uh, you can look back if you go on our YouTube page or even in uh, um, uh, look backwards in the uh, podcast audio version of Backshed. You can see some of those things where uh, where you can get all the specifics that happen on each one of those days. But there we go. We whet your appetite for the Holy Week um, as we celebrate not only the death, but the resurrection, most importantly, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, please, please dive into that. It's going to, uh, it will make, as, as Donna says right here, it will make this week come alive for you. And that's what we want. We want the word of God 
to come alive, to to be in color, to be in living color for you. Um, that's that's a big thing. Let's pray together. I'm going to commit this week to the Lord and uh, and what it has for us. Father, thank you for uh, uh, your word that uh, comes alive to us uh, when we when we just dig in and we study it. And I, I thank you for that professor I had back in college that got me excited about the Holy Week. And I pray that uh, all those who come in contact with this material today uh, would really get excited about um, studying in depth what happened in that last week of uh, Christ's life here on this earth. And then I pray that we would um, see what you want us to learn through it and uh, how you would want us to respond. And uh, Father, most uh, uh, as we as we wrap this up, Lord, I, I just pray that uh, that our hearts would be changed, that those who don't know you would accept you into their hot lives, would accept your salvation, um, understanding the pain that you went through as as someone who is innocent, um, so that we would be saved, and uh, and that's overwhelming to think about, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We pray. All of this in the powerful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Uh, let's see. Just finish up a couple of comments. Barb, I see you over here talking about uh, you're watching Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth on YouTube. Uh, you watch every year. One of the best, in my opinion, thanking Jesus for his sacrifice so we can be saved. Ah. Thank you, Sharon, for your comments, too. And um, amen to all. There's the mug. Remember, those who comment, maybe even drop me an email, cliffc at sunrise.church, and uh, make a comment about uh, what you saw, what you heard here today. We'll get you in here for the drawing uh, for uh, to win that. That's all I have for you today. That's it. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining along. I can't wait uh, to see you next time when we get back into the book of Acts here. All right, that's it for today. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining me for the Backshed Bible Study Podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. The Backshed is hosted by yours truly, Cliff Carey, and is a ministry of Sunrise Community Church in Fair Oaks, California. The Backshed Bible Study can be viewed live every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Facebook at facebook.com slash sunrisecommunityonline. All video episodes are also available at youtube.com slash sunrisecommunitychurch. For more information about Sunrise and its ministries, go to www.sunrise.church. We hope you're able to join us again next time here in the Backshed.